0: I think I'll go get a picture of the plane taking off.
1: Marge, what's wrong? Are you hungry? Sleepy? Gassy? Gassy? Is it gas? It's gas, isn't it?
0: Homer, I've never told you this before, but I'm not a good flyer. I have to get off the plane. Let me off the plane. I'm asking you nicely to open the doors. Take it easy, Marge. How about if we dope you up real good? Let me off! Let me off! Let me off!
1: Fans, stalkers, and strangers. Welcome to the first ever episode of the brand new podcast called The Complete Guide to Horror Movies.
2: Thank you for making that announcement that no one cared about.
1: So, in this podcast series, my co host Byron Pesco, aka BP, Coop, and I will discuss specific horror franchises, tropes, genres, time capsules, and, well, basically anything horror. For our first ever podcast episode, we will be discussing the Final Destination franchise and how death has never looked so glamorous and creative.
2: I found this old talking board in the basement. Those things don't work. Yes, they do. Didn't you see the movie? The movie Ouija? No, no one did.
1: Please join me in welcoming my co host Coop Ed Byron. Happy to be here. Thank you, thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. So just before we get started on how this franchise eventually contributed to my panic disorder, I figured we'd introduce ourselves and why we are talking on the internet today about this specific series. So I'm Justin. I'm a lifelong horror fanatic with pretty boring day job as a marketing specialist. So in other words, I just work with data people, send emails, you know, typical social media, yada, yada, yada. That's the weirdest
2: explanation
0: for anything I've ever heard.
1: My first ever horror movie that I remember watching was Friday the 13th, all the way back when I, I think I was about three or four years old. But it wasn't actually until I watched The Ring in a packed movie theater all the way back in their buckerheads that actually got my obsession going. I was petrified of that movie. And that really kick-started my whole like foray into trying to figure out why I was so intrigued with horror as a genre itself. So, Coop, can you tell our audience a little about yourself?
2: Absolutely. Um, so I'm Coop. I'm a uh, balding customer service rep who plays guitar and loves horror movies. Um, like Justin said, I've known him for a very long time and I'm very excited to uh, be talking about horror movies on this podcast.
1: Thanks Coop. Byron? Hi,
0: I'm Byron. Um, I've known Justin since I think about year eight and I think initially we, uh, actually bonded over Nintendo 64 games, um, (laughs) and then Goosebumps and sort of ever since then, uh, we've kept in touch. And then I think I met Coops around the same time at Nambucca
2: High,
1: um, and, Thereabouts. Uh, I think yeah. it might have
2: been a little after, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, it wasn't too long after. I think you guys had only known each other like a year or so. So, I don't
1: know how. <laughs> yeah, me neither.
0: I live for horror movies. I love horror movies. And um, I remember my first horror movie was, I think when I was 11, watching Wrong Turn and getting it on DVD, <laughs> but obviously my dad had got it for me. And that was sort of, I guess, yeah, where the horror um, fan thing started. <laughs>
1: Let's start with the first one final destination which was released in 2000
2: what's your fucking problem
1: I'm just, I'm just
2: saying. I can't fucking get
1: that was the movie that really kicked everything off it had devon sawa it had ali lada it had a few people from american pie like sean williams scott and that other guy whose name i can't remember <laughs> but i remember watching this movie and thinking holy shit, <laughs> that plane sequence with the opening premonitions yes. Yeah. I just remember watching it thinking,
2: wow, this is like harsh. And that opening scene with the, with the plane crash. And of course, you know, there's been so many movies that have had, you know, big plane crash sequences, but I've, I've always feel like that one sort of stands out the most for me, particularly mm-hmm. the, um, the way that it ends with the, uh, the fire on his face and the, like the flickering, like the sizzling noises they have yeah. on, he, on his face, just as he's sort of waking up um, is yeah really 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 jarring yeah I think it's a very good scene
0: I think the cgi looks like still pretty good now um it especially like, yeah like i watched number five a couple of days ago and they obviously do that scene again and it's obviously better then. but i remember watching the first one I'm like it's pretty good for a 2000 movie mm. and it's quite graphic in terms of like when the plane comes apart and they just fly out the side i'm just like wow okay it's full on
1: there they go here we stay i actually prefer the final destination plane sequence compared to the fifth installment I don't know what it is. I know that it's got updated technology because Final Fantasy Station 5 was filmed 11 years later, but I don't know. I knew that it was fake. I knew. Like, I'm mm, not mm. saying the first one's real, but I don't know. It took me out of that element of surprise that I thought, yeah, it could have been better. Still graphic nonetheless, but yeah, the first one.
2: Too, too I... sleek. Probably too sleek with the, with the, um, the CGI. And like, because obviously CGI just gets better and better. Um, but sometimes it it it's almost yeah too slick and things fall apart like butter and it's like that's that's not realistic. Um, so it could it could be that the fact that it, it was sort of um, maybe there wasn't as much of a budget with the first one or that it, the CGI hadn't come so far that there was you know still physical effects involved that it that sort of br- drag you in more to make you feel like you're in the scene more than just sort of like watching really good effects. <laughs>
1: The standout death scene in that one is definitely with the teacher, because it was like Mm. a kind of like a Rube Goldberg like machine. Like there was a thousand different things happening that it just ended with, like the house exploding. So. I also like the way it was done where it was, and this is a common theme with most of the sequels too. There's always one death scene where it's always like the fault of the person at hand. So she cracked open the cup, she leaked it everywhere, all the alcohol Mm -hmm. spark from the thing. Like, I just thought it was so creative and well done. And then it was just like, bam, knives fall down. Bam, the house explodes. Bam, this happens. And it's just like, who thinks of this? Like, if I had tried to write down something, I would go for something simple. Mm. For me, something simpler the better But when I see complex scenes Like that particular scene Done so well It makes me think, shit <laughs> I need and, to be- off my be- game
2: Yeah, because of the way that scene's set up as well It's like, um, like You really feel like like death is something moving and stalking this person like it keeps trying all these little things and then it, you know there's the end result um uh when alex shows up to the house and, and all that kind of stuff it's like oh well how much of this is predetermined how much is this their choice and how much is this death pulling strings in order to kill this person as well so it's like very, yeah heaps good
1: when i re-watched this movie a couple of days ago i was actually surprised by how shocked i was with Todd's death in particular, where he gets strangled in the shower. Mm. I don't remember it being that brutal. Like I don't remember it, like his eyes like popping with like bloodshot yeah, bu- and blood everything. Vessels
0: and, yeah. That looked oh, that was... Pretty scary actually, with the bloodshot eyes. Yeah.
1: Mm. Personally, mm. didn't make me afraid of traveling on a plane. But I always have that thought in the back of my mind when, like, I even if it's just, like, a short flight from Sydney to Melbourne or if I go overseas somewhere, I always think find a destination. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just something that's always in my head. But it's not something that I've been like, get me off the plane. Like, I'm not going to do something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, d- it didn't make me um, afraid of flying or, or anything like that. Um, it's probably, yeah, probably some of the other movies probably had more of an... Uh lingering effect yeah. on how i interact with the world i'll be perfectly honest but not the first one i mean
0: i get on a plane but i don't really think of final destination that much it's more like i guess with number three that's what i would think of if yeah. anything with the opening scene but not number one no
2: probably even yeah. if anything <laughs> <laughs> but it's also that she-
0: thing of um, not having control especially in this one because you're on a plane and you just hope pray to god that everything goes play. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: The idea that your life is not in your hands. I guess yeah. plane's probably a good good scenario yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Was there anything in particular that like either of you hated about the movie?
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Yep. I was hoping you were gonna <laughs> ask that. Um so uh it's just before one of my favorite deaths in the movie as well. Um but it's the dialogue by Sean Williams Scott just before he dies. See, I told you you were next. You're dead. That's just the <laughs> lamest, just cringiest thing in that entire movie. And then thankfully, um, half his head gets cut off, and that's good. So You're dead! You're dead! Are you taking me with you! I am not
0: put two points in there? One point was which. It is a, like a horror cliche, and a, well, yeah, especially for horror movies. But in the ending scene, who's the guy that gets hit by the falling sign, like right at the end before the credits? Who's that guy?
1: Ah, oh, shit. Uh, I was going to say, say Slater, you. but that's saved by Bill. But Hang that scene's God. so set up that you
0: know something's going to happen when the sign goes up, and then he's sort of standing Billy? in frame. Billy? No. Uh, Billy's,
2: Billy's Sean Williams Scott. Hang on. I've got, what have I got? Yeah, I've got this up. Yeah. Carter? Carter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carter.
0: Carter. Yeah, but it sort of sets it up. Um, you know, he's like, "See, I escaped death," and you sort of know because the scene sort of set up perfectly. Yeah, it's it's real on the nose.
2: With yeah, that, isn't it? I, yeah.
0: Like, I find that really sort of cliche and just a bit sort of like, cheap. like it's all
2: good, and then all of a sudden he's like, "So I've been thinking about the yeah. list," and it's like, "Oh, uh, a, where did that come from?" And how we just already just fucking tunneling right into this ending.
0: I told you you were next, man.
1: Stop it, Carter.
0: The only other thing I had on that film because I hadn't seen the first one in so long. When that film ended, I was like, "So what's happened to Alex and uh, what's name Claire?" I just thought Claire, it was odd. Yeah. It, it sort of just like she obviously what happened with her. She got pushed out, didn't she? Uh, nah, 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 nah. She was in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened was like it was kind of weird because it was sort of based around Alex the whole time, the whole movie. Yeah, the movie just sort of ended after he got hit by the sign, the other guy. And I was like, mm. oh, there's not going to be like a thing about him. And then the second film, I just, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I just sort of thought <laughs> it was a bit weird that it just ended like that. I was like, okay, I guess it leaves it up to the viewer.
2: Mm. Yeah. I guess the, the idea with, with that was the fact that um, it's like it, like it doesn't skip you. It just starts again um, yeah. because Carter would be after everyone's been skipped, then it's back to him again and they're just going to have to keep going through it, going through it, going through it. I think that was sort of a, the idea with that.
1: Initially, this was actually an episode written for The X-Files back when mm-hmm. X-Files was in its original like incarnation in the 90s. It was supposed to be Like a standalone Monster of the Week episode, which is part of like the X-Files mythology, where instead of focusing on the big alien storylines, they focus on these individual um, episodes. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for the writers, so they took it to New Line Cinema, who decided to adapt it to a feature film. It had so many working titles where it was going to be just called Flight 180, it was going to be called Flight Crash. There were so many different names just with the word flight involved. And then how Final Destination came about was from Tony Todd, who is like the, I guess you can say like the Oracle of death. In death, there are no accidents, no coincidences, no mishaps and no escapes. In Final Destination 1 and 2, he comes back in the fifth installment. He's also the voice of the roller coaster in number three, which I didn't know. Until I, I did not know that trivial. either.
2: Wow. Okay. Like yeah.
1: the devil voice? Yeah.
2: Yeah wow. get, get
1: tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he um there's a specific quote in the movie where he says everyone ends up on their final destination or something like that. Don't quote me on that entirely, but yeah, okay. That's yeah. where they took the title from.
2: God, it's a good thing they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, could you imagine watching um, Flight Crash 2 and being like, why are there cars <laughs> in this? What the hell?
0: It sounds like some shit ps 2 game or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like a like a, a bad one in like the... Like Hot Wheels game. or
0: something, like Flight Crash 2. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, um, the only other point I was going to make on the first movie was it would be in... Because when did this movie release in 2000? Did it say
1: or does anyone know? Mm, I think it might have been second. August 2000. Uh, it it's kind of March, but it would have been interesting
0: if it was meant to be released after, say, 9 11 because of a mm-hmm. plane thing, mm-hmm. if they would have released it or they would have delayed it like a year or if they would have rescrapped the opening scene. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it as well.
2: Maybe, oh, the, sure. maybe the second one was going to be another plane and then they were like ah well maybe it's not such a good idea anymore. yeah
0: but I'm yeah I'm interested like final session five I guess you can get away with it because it's been it would have been what 10 years exactly pretty much
2: yeah it, I guess but... it's more of like a callback than anything yeah yeah
1: yeah open wide here comes a plane oh the plane needs to make an emergency landing Sex in the City in their opening sequence they have a shot of the two towers after 9 11, there's no shots of the two towers like in any of those episodes
2: onwards.
0: What are you fucking crazy?
2: That's your answer. Have, have either of you seen some of the alternative endings for the first movie?
0: I didn't know there no. no. True.
2: Um, well, there's yeah, there's some different endings. Um, there's an ending where um, <laughs> it's so bad. This was like the original ending. Um, and uh, Alex dies when he gets electrocuted. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, clear yes. is pregnant with his child um, and she's like walking through the park and there's like leaves falling and stuff and and it just kind of ends and it's shit um, oh. yeah apparently it tested bad with audiences and then they read they came up with the yeah they came up with a new ending um, so they tried Good. to make make it a bit like the butterfly effect before the butterfly effect I guess um, and it just didn't it just didn't land. <laughs>
1: Towards the ending of the movie where it's a part where Clear nearly dies because she gets electrocuted with the whirly durly Mm -hmm. clothesline and everything. Mm -hmm. When she's climbing the house, it looks like she's boarded up the windows. So in my mind, I thought, is she a squatter? Is she someone that's like taken over someone's house? Or is it just bad production design where they forgot about it? they don't really explain
2: it. They they didn't go into the um story enough with with Claire's background and the fact that like yeah parents have like left or died or whatever, but like she's still got like this madhouse and a dog and she's like got a workshop in a garage and like who's paying for all this shit? Uh, But I feel like that's that's probably a, a, a plot hole in a lot of American teenage movies. Um is how to you know these teenagers have all this stuff and you know basically living like adults at age 15 or 16, which is just obviously not a reality to most people. Especially
1: when the actors are like in their early 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 25-year-old
2: playing a 15-year-old. <laughs> That's yeah,
1: yeah. They cast people in the late 20s, early 30s to play out.
2: <laughs> TSA is way scarier than Final Destination.
1: Oh, by far. <laughs> oh, by far. Like, me and my little brother back in 2017, we got picked at, I cannot remember the name of the airport, I think it's Newark... New Jersey. Oh, it's like God. the least popular <laughs> New York City airport. Uh, Michelle Visage would love it, but we were waiting mm. in line and my brother was only 13 at the time, but he knew all the rules. Cause I would like stress it upon him every single hour. I'm like, don't take food. Don't put food in your bag. Don't leave this in your bag. Take this out of your suitcase. You've got to eat that before we go there." the airport. So he followed all those rules. Then we got mm. singled out by TSA. They're like, um you need to come with us and i was like oh okay she's like now and i was like oh fuck okay like shit so we walked and she's like we've got express cute just for parents and their children and i was like why did you say that so threateningly like you know <laughs>
2: they do that all day make people shit their pants and then just be like yeah. oh here's something nice oh thank yeah. god
1: honestly they should just do final destination 6 tsa <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to our remastered episode of Final Destination. This is to mark our one-year anniversary since we launched the podcast, and since then, we've had 63 episodes, a whole ton of bonus episodes, everything from reaction videos to ghost ghostface killers, top jigsaw traps, and more. We also greatly appreciate your support across TikTok, where we have 3,000 followers, our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages, so please follow us below. And especially thank you to BP and Coop, my two co-hosts, could not have done this without you both. (coughs) like comment share if you liked this episode and if you didn't like this episode
0: then you can just drop fucking dead (laughs) later losers